If you like speedrunning the newest release or binging every episode the second it drops, then why are you waiting for all your news? Check out IGN's updated Games and Entertainment News Podcast. We're dropping new episodes in your feed all day to keep you up to date the minute there's a new announcement. Find IGN Games and Entertainment News wherever you listen. Mayor Adams won't commit to releasing full details on Turkey travel. It's Wednesday, November 21st, and this is your New York Daily News. Wednesday's forecast calls for partly cloudy skies in New York City with a high near 60 and a low near 47. Before today's top story, NYC teachers pushed back against the narrative that caps on class sizes will benefit higher-income kids, releasing a new analysis that shows hundreds of thousands of children who attend high-poverty schools face class sizes that exceed new state limits. The United Federation of Teachers was responding to frequent criticism from top education officials that the recent law capping class sizes across the city will funnel money into popular schools that attract higher-income families to hire more teachers while sidelining the neediest children at under-enrolled schools. Regulations limit kindergarten through third-grade classes to 20 students per class, fourth through eighth-grade classes to 23 students, and high school to 25 students. A fifth of classrooms had to come into compliance with the law this fall and each year after that until caps are fully phased in by 2028. At more than half of local high-poverty schools, the majority of class sizes are larger than the law permits, the survey found. There are nearly 1,300 schools that qualify for federal poverty education funding in the city. That translates into more than 322,000 city school children in classrooms the state considers too large to provide a basic education, the union said. At 40 high-poverty schools, every classroom is larger than the state limits, the union found. Nearly all 97% of qualifying schools have at least one class that exceeds the caps. And Governor Hochul on Tuesday laced into social media sites she said have failed in their responsibility to weed out threatening hate speech, issuing a letter to the leaders of TikTok, Meta, X, and YouTube, demanding they improve moderation on their powerful platforms. With reports of online hate speech against Jews and Muslims up more than 400% nationwide since war broke out in Israel and Gaza last month, Hochul said New York faces a crisis of local hostility fueled by social media platforms that have been derelict in their oversight duties. Hochul said she expected responses from all four platforms. TikTok did not immediately reply to a request for comment for this story. Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, also did not respond. The governor said hate speech online can trigger tangible danger in the real world. She noted that the racist gunman who killed 10 people at a supermarket in a predominantly black Buffalo neighborhood last year had been radicalized online. Find these stories and more right now at nydailynews.com. My name is Greg Jackson. I'm a Ph.D. holding historian, a professor and the creator of History That Doesn't Suck, a podcast that makes legit, seriously researched American history come to life through entertaining stories. Join me for a chronological telling of the United States story, from the revolution to fractious civil war, tenacious inventors, brave reformers, and more. With more than 100 episodes, you can already binge listen your way from 1776 to the early 20th century. Listen to History That Doesn't Suck on Spotify. At a Tuesday press briefing, Mayor Adams revealed his travels to Turkey go back to his days when he was state senator but wouldn't commit to providing full details of his foreign travel to that country, which lies at the heart of an FBI probe into his campaign. 
The disclosure came as a result of a litany of questions related to the sprawling FBI probe that became public earlier this month. Among some questions Adams didn't directly answer was whether a suspended City Hall aide once worked for his political operation. A day earlier, the Daily News reported that City Hall staffer Rana Abasova allegedly told colleagues to delete text exchanges immediately after federal investigators raided her New Jersey home and seized her electronic devices. A top Adams administration official shared that information with investigators, according to a source, but Adams and his staff declined to comment on any of the circumstances surrounding the matter Tuesday. Adams would not say whether Abasova volunteered on his 2021 mayoral campaign, which the feds are probing for possible ties to the Turkish government as well as campaign donations funneled to it through potentially illegal straw donors. And the mayor also would not comment on who Abasova allegedly contacted. The investigation into the 2021 campaign's ties to Turkey came into public view on November 2nd after the FBI raided the home of Brianna Suggs, a top fundraiser for Adams' 2021 campaign. That same day, Abasova's home was raided and days later the FBI seized Adams' electronic devices. So far, the probe appears to be focused on donations to the Adams campaign from Turkish immigrants working for the Brooklyn-based KSK Construction, as well as contact Adams had with former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro when he was serving as Brooklyn Borough President. During his time as BP, Adams received a text from Rehan Ojgar, Turkey's consul general in New York, about fire safety issues at the then-under-construction Turkish consulate building and whether Adams knew Nigro, according to a source. Adams, in turn, asked Nigro to look into the matter, which was ultimately resolved, paving the way for the building's ribbon-cutting, which was attended by Turkish President Recep Erdogan. The probe has raised questions about Adams' travel to Turkey. He has said publicly he's traveled there six or seven times, although only three of those trips have been reported on publicly. On Tuesday, Adams revealed that he traveled there during his time as a state senator, noting that he also traveled to Azerbaijan at the time. Financial disclosure forms from Adams' time as a state senator did not list those trips, though public records show. He's also traveled to Turkey twice in his official capacity as borough president, and once on a trip he took with his son, Jordan Coleman. When asked to provide a complete list of the times he's traveled to Turkey, who paid for the trips and the purpose of each visit, Adams initially responded during Tuesday's briefing that he would. We will give a complete list of our travel to Turkey, he said in response to a question from the news. We'll give you the complete list. But he then switched gears and made a distinction between personal and governmental trips. We will give the list on what was the governmental trips that we took, he said. We follow the procedure every time because I believe in following the procedures. When asked to clarify if he'd provide details about what he classified as his personal travel, as he previously said he would, Adams offered a one-word reply. Maybe, he said. Adams also declined to say anything about whether he's received advice from the federal investigation from Frank Carone, his former City Hall chief of staff and a top advisor during his 2021 campaign. But he was slightly more forthcoming about the legal defense funds set up in response to the federal probe. Adams noted his campaign compliance attorney would not serve as a fundraiser for the fund and added that he's in the process of hiring someone to carry out that role. Something of this magnitude can go into hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million dollars, he said. So we want to properly make sure we comply with all the rules, and that's what we're doing. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit nydailynews.com and follow us on social media at nydailynews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Spoken Layer
Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.